Grief Stories is not a crisis resource. Please seek support from a qualified professional in your area to meet your unique emotional and medical needs. You are listening to the Grief Stories podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Pollard, a social worker with an interest in helping people find hope and healing when someone they love has died. In each episode, you'll hear a real person sharing their story of loss and the insights they have gained that help them on their journey with grief. Today's guest is Jillian, whose father and mother died 10 years apart. Welcome to the Grief Stories podcast, Jillian. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Maureen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Um, Jillian, um, we always like to start with the story of loss so that people have a sense of of where your grief uh, comes from. Would you mind sharing with us your story of loss, please? Yeah, of course. Um, So as you said, um, so my name is Jillian. I'm I'm 28 years old. I lost both my parents uh, 10 years apart. my experience with losing uh, losing them was was very very different. Uh, my dad was diagnosed with cancer in 2004. I was just starting high school, and the details feel pretty foggy. Um, it was a long journey: surgery, treatment, good news, bad news, good news again. Um, months where he didn't feel great, and others um, where he where he did feel good. Um, clinical trials and all that. Um, ultimately, there weren't any treatment options left for my dad. Um, and he faced kind of the days that followed, kind of surrounded by family, and he was incredibly brave and with, with so much strength. Um, losing him, there was uh, this type of uh, preparation, emotionally at least, where I kind of slowly let him go, slowly said goodbye. Um, we had kind of uh, warning, I guess you could say, kind of days before he passed. We knew um, there wasn't much time left, and we had a lot of um, moments where we could kind of spend as a family in our home. Um, and he peacefully passed away uh, in, in November of that year. Um, my experience with losing my mom was a completely different one. Um, she had some health challenges over the years, yes, the past couple of years, but was being managed uh, by her family doctor um, and lived a really good life. Um, we were always kind of our family's incredibly close. Um, we always had been, but after having kind of lost my dad, we realized how fragile life was and um, how important family was. And we spent all of our time together. Um, leading up to the holidays in 2017, I guess it was now, uh, my mom came down with a pretty bad cold. Um, she saw her doctor and she was, you know, resting at home, but her cold didn't seem to be getting better. We ultimately booked, uh, you know, a, an appointment with her doctor where they had directed us to the emergency room and she was admitted to hospital um, with pneumonia. Um, that was a Friday. And three weeks later, my brother and I uh, sat and held her hand as she um, as she slipped away. So it was truly was a whirlwind nightmare. Um, confusion, tests, procedures, false hope. So much so that a couple days before she passed away, um, her medical team thought she'd actually come home. Um, there was a sense of shock, I think, associated with losing her. Um, versus the experience of um, losing my dad. Um, but within 10 years, um, saying both, saying goodbye to both of them, you know, I never thought that would be my story, but I don't think we get to choose when it comes to grief. No, we don't. You know, grief, grief comes to us um, as life comes to us, and it's sometimes very unpredictable. Um, and, and what different stories to uh, to have the time and to know the beauty of spending time with your dad at end of life and treasuring yeah. that time with him 
what a gift it was that that experience gave you to spend your time so closely as a family in the 10 years you had your mom after that. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. So what have been then some of the challenges you faced? They would have been quite different, the challenges you faced grieving your dad um, compared to the, the challenges you faced grieving your mom and grieving them, their loss together. Most definitely. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there of, you know, the drastic differences between kind of my grief experience uh, with my dad and with my mom. Um, I think when we, like when we, I had done some thinking about um, kind of what the big difference was. And I really think like the most um, significant piece is that outward and inward grief. And with my dad, it, um, I think I grieved outwardly. I grieved in what I defined as a healthy way um, channeling grief through, you know, positive things. Um, as my dad passed from, um, cancer, I, you know, I, I ran a relay for life at my high school, uh, started, um, you know, a youth group at our high school for, par- uh, kids whose parents had been living with cancer, you know, spoke for years at cancer awareness, um, initiatives and felt like I was actually using my grief positively, um, and mm-hmm. able to give back. where with my mom, it's been completely inward, you know, and it never felt like there was a place to put my grief. Um, it's kind of, you know, there was that feeling of being a little frozen and maybe a little bit numb. Mm. And, and, you know, I think one of the challenges is, is that when we having experienced grief and almost, I know I hate to use thriving through it, but really after I lost my dad, you know, I, I did, I went to university. I, um, you know, we carried his memory and our life you know, thrived and continued despite the loss. Whereas, um, with, with my mom, I haven't felt like there's been this kind of the same opportunity or experience for me to feel like I've made, I've made progress in that sense. So it feels, feels very different. And I think the thing is, is that we think that we know how to grieve and we know how to do it properly. And in my case, cause I, I felt like I had, and then all of a sudden everything I thought I learned and everything I thought that I knew that was sort of in my toolkit kind of completely went up in smoke. Mm-hmm. Well, and we have that idea that there's a right way to grieve or that yeah. there's a right way to move through the feelings or or put that out there um, yeah. for people. And what your experience has shown you is the fact that, you know, there's no one right way to grieve, even for one mourner, Definitely. you know, and that challenge of the challenge of um meeting each loss with the kind of grieving that suits you or serves you is uh, part of the challenge, isn't it? Most definitely. I think um, a, a lot of the pieces I kind of, with my dad looking back that I did without without knowing, it kind of just, it felt natural at that time to give back and want to kind of put myself out there. Um, and with my mom, it's felt like a little more private that it's things that I've wanted to do quietly by myself. And I think giving myself the permission to do them differently, but I think that's been hard, especially when you kind of say to yourself, you give yourself the message, come on, you can do this. You know, you've done it before and let's do it the same this time, but it's completely different beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that there are some types of illnesses and the death experiences like cancer, where there are more ready places to put yourself out there like you did. And a sudden death um, from, you know, a cold that developed into pneumonia, there's not the opportunity in our society. That's not necessarily one of those things that we think of in terms of advocacy or 
action, like a, right? Yeah. A blanket health complications. I don't know. There wasn't a, a, hmm. a, a run that I could, you know, take part in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and also the thing about grieving through someone's dying, like when your dad was ill, is that you have time to do what we call is anticipatory grief. And so you spend time visiting grief before the death happens. And one of the things that struck me in your story about your mom's loss is that even just before she passed, there was the sense that she would be perhaps coming home. Yeah. And so you you weren't really focusing on spending that time with her, making it meaningful and count because you knew you were losing her in the same sense that you had time to do with your dad. Um, yeah. And those are, those are really big differences. Yeah. It's almost this. And I think back of the, the kind of the last final days and hours with either of them is that with my dad's, their dad's death, there was sort of this peace that surrounded it and um, the days that led up. Whereas my mom, it felt, you know, that, that, that your grief is almost, or your anticipation of it is so rushed. You almost don't give yourself a second, uh, second to breathe. It just happens so quickly. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, we were lucky enough, of course, with my mom to have a, like to have a day where we could sit quietly and think, thank goodness she passed peacefully, but just, mm -hmm. you, you don't realize kind of those, I never thought about it at the time, but with my dad, I'd been kind of slowly beginning to grieve his loss, you know, even the weeks and months that he was still here physically. Yeah, you had time to sit with it because it was it became a real possibility, um, yeah. and you were you had time to adapt to that in a way that you didn't have time to adapt to it as a real possibility with your mom for as long. Yeah. So, what have been some of the things, Jillian, that you found helpful in um, carrying this grief, these stories of loss? Yeah, I am. Um, it's funny when we started to talk about um, doing this podcast and, you know, and me to share kind of what some of the things that were helpful initially, I thought, my goodness, I can't participate in this because I'm a fraud. I don't know how to journey through grief. I don't know how to do it successfully. I don't even know if I have yet. Um, I've just kind of, I had thought maybe I've kept it kind of at a, you know, a comfortable distance and I, I'll mm -hmm. dabble in it sometimes. But other than that, I will try to, you know, uh, look forward and move ahead. But when I thought about that, I, I realized that, you know, in these tiniest micro movements, um, I have been healing and I have made progress. And I think that's kind of the first piece there is that what's been helpful is acknowledging where I'm at, you know, uh -huh. that, um, that the time, you know, we talk about time afterwards where I'm supposed to be at a certain time, just giving myself the space for it to take as long as it needs to. Yes. And, and it sounds like not just the space for it to take as long as it needs to, but permission to do it differently this time. Too, Definitely. Right. That sense of what helps is just being um, uh, compassionate with yourself yeah. and uh, accepting of this journey um, that it's your unique individual journey. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of ability to take a step back and be introspective about it. And I don't think it was even till starting to, to think about um, even, you know, having this call with you uh, mm -hmm. where I'm at in that sense. And the funny thing is, is that and we always say, you know, time, time heals everything. And I used to struggle a lot hearing that because I had thought that's great and all, but what about me right now? Kind of a week out, two weeks out, two months. I don't have, you know, I, I yet haven't gone through the time and space since I lost her and had lost my dad, but I, I am realizing and seeing kind of a softening, you know, mm -hmm. of the pain versus the sharpness of grief. 
And mm-hmm. I know when, when someone would tell me that right after I, I didn't believe it, but I, I, I've experienced it for myself that, you know, that there's now this kind of this, this ache and this longing versus this kind of sharp pain of grief. So Um, I think just being patient with myself has been something that I've had to kind of talk myself into, but that that has helped along the way. Yeah. So being patient with yourself and also taking the time, it sounds like, to notice the little shifts, that the shifts don't always come in a big um, way with a lot of fanfare, right? That the shifts are a little bit at a time, some days one breath at a time. Definitely. And that's what's been kind of the biggest kind of theme along kind of the journeying through grief with my mom has been those tiny, sometimes unnoticeable steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of been the only way to be able to do it. And, um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's obviously been very different. But but I think in terms of um, when we were talking about kind of what's helped, and I think it's kind of been one of the twofold pieces, what's been hard, but what's also helped is seeking out resources and trying to find um you know, a community that, that understands where you're coming from. And I think, I mean, hence the, why I think it's so fantastic what you guys are doing is that someone can hear a story that they relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know I struggled with that. And then once I did find it, it felt kind of that validation and that reminder that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. That the loss of one parent when you're young is one community. The loss of both parents when you're young is even a different community again, isn't it? And there aren't as many resources maybe um, for that that second category that you find yourself in. Definitely. I could feel myself sort of pulling from, okay, here's a book or a, you know, a blog about um, losing your mom and here's one about losing your dad and I'll pull lessons from both of them and pull them together. And then with that, and then it was also the piece of what it meant kind of developmentally where I was at with losing my dad and with losing my mom is that um, you know, before you're 30, you know, I'd find resources about, they call them, um, adult orphans, but a lot of what I would read would talk about sort of losing, you know, caring for and losing an elderly parent. And I thought, what about where I'm at kind of on the cusp of adulthood, but Mm -hmm. still kind of want needing and wanting my parents. And I know that probably never, you will forever want that, but Mm -hmm. just struggling with, um, yeah, finding a place where my loss sat and uh, knowing that I wasn't the only one, but that where was I going to find kind of information and resources about that? And then the idea of helping to create resources through, you know, this interview, it creates a resource for people. Someone will hear your story and hear what's helped you. And, uh, and that seems to be something that um, is helping you as well, that idea. Definitely. And I think finding, when we talk about resources that you can relate to, I, I had initially gone to a kind of a bereavement group, which I completely um, think is a really great idea. It's, it's what I ended up finding um, kind of later in my grief journey with my mom that was helpful. But initially when I had gone, I found that the age piece was a little difficult, that I kind of was 30 years age difference from a lot of the participants. And it was hard to relate to the losses. And it wasn't until I found um, a youth group, you know, with um, people who were at this kind of the same point, same stage of their life that I really felt that connection. And, um, that for me was a really helpful, um, experience and being able to sort of build a community in one where, where you were understood. So it seems to me that one of the things that's also been helpful in your journey is your, your ability to persist, your ability to persist and, and find what you need to keep looking, um, and say, okay, if this doesn't quite fit, 
you know, what else is out there? And so you're scanning for these things that are going to bring you some comfort, some solace mm-hmm. in this journey. Um, yeah. And you have a strength in being able to keep looking. And that that sounds like that's been helpful too, is that that hopefulness that you have whenever you do a search for some resources. Definitely. And I think a big part that comes with that is being honest with what you need. And that's kind of been true for me in terms of even by kind of your closest support network, you know, the, your closest family and friends that you surround yourself with is being honest and upfront with what you need in that moment. I think so often we're, you know, we try to uh, soften our responses or we're not sure what to say. And for me, what had been the most helpful for the people in my life had just been really to sit there with me in my grief, you know, climb down and sit in that hole with you if that's what you need in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a big part of advocating for yourself or is being honest with what you need. So for me, that's been good. And figuring out what you need has come from being able to sit quietly with your grief and sort of examine it and notice those nuances that we talked about, those small steps that happen one breath at a time. And then being able to express those actually takes you back to that advocacy role that you filled in the wake of your dad's death. Those skills of, uh, for advocacy that you developed then are serving you now, maybe in a quieter way, but it sounds like that's still part of your life. Yeah, I feel like that's a really good way to put it. And I hadn't thought of it that way, but it's true that we, because I, I think if it's not happening big and loud, that you feel like it's not happening at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been, and you kind of kind of put it beautifully, but that's been that's a really important lesson there that it can still happen in those ways, just, yeah, just quietly. And that for me has been kind of the, the largest and the biggest change, but I think, yeah, giving yourself the validation, not being hard on yourself in terms of where you're at. And, you know, I, I, um, I love to journal, uh, we've chatted about that and I okay. hadn't, I found it really hard to journal after I lost my mom. It was almost that writing the words on a page made it feel too real. And I kind of beat myself up about it. I thought you're not working on your grief if you're not, you know, writing and writing and journaling and looking back now. And I, I have started to write again just naturally, but at the time, kind of immediately the months following losing my mom, I, I thought it, you know, the fact that I wasn't journaling meant I wasn't doing the work and that was wrong. Mm. And that's, I think, a part of it is really taking, you know, taking time with our expectations, you know, the expectation that if you weren't journaling, you weren't doing it. And being able to sort of examine that in a way that is compassionate with yourself and journaling wasn't what you needed right away. And you, you know, you've found that you've come back to the writing quite on your own, in your own time. And that self-compassion allows us to accept that we do what is right for us in our own way, in our own time, and that that's really what our individual grief journeys are about. Definitely. I think like this, it's this experience has been, has taught me how we need to be gentle, to be gentle with myself. Uh-huh. you know, to kind of throw away the right way or the rule book or whatever it's because, you know, there are those resources, there are those grief resources out there who kind of, um, you know, the, the steps that we go through or should be going through. And when you read it and think, oh goodness, I'm not on any of those steps. I must be doing this completely wrong. Kind of, like uh-huh. you said, that self-compassion being kind to yourself and I'm still uh-huh. working on it. I think it'll be an ongoing yeah. struggle. Um, yeah. Is- I think, well, I think it's a, I think it's a lifelong journey of trying yeah. to be kind with, to ourselves and, and to adjust our expectations so that they can match where we are. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's adjusting and it's learning and, um, 
something I, I haven't perfected and never will, but I think in those small little steps, getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that that uh, is a nice fit with grief. Grief is an adjustment. It's, yeah. a, it's an adaptation to the world without the physical presence of your loved one, right? And yeah. that constant adjustment to this new way of being here. Definitely. I actually, I, I think about that often how it's that, cause I think, you know, it'll never be better. It'll be different. And it's, it's, it's re it's almost like, um, I was going down a certain path. Grief came into the story and the path shifted and, um, it's okay to find yourself laughing and being happy about things. And it's okay for life to continue and be beautiful in those senses. And that, that void will always be there. But I've, I've learned kind of through the past 12 years now it's been is that, you know, we can, we can honor our loved ones and we can remember them. And some days are still going to hurt like hell, but you know, the journey that we're on through the grief process, it might look different than the one you always thought, but it's, you know, that one that we can still kind of come out at the end with a really beautiful life. And that's where I'm kind of at right now and trying to focus on, Mm -hmm. um, is that despite the kind of those moments that you think that things will, will never be the same, of course, they're not going to be as they were when our loved one was physically present with us. But I don't know, I'm trying to take this sort of um, approach where grief hasn't completely, um, you know, ended the story, but instead rewrote it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that it can still be a beautiful, fulfilling story. Definitely. I mean, we kind of owe that to the to the people who were here and taught us how to how to love and how to look at the world. And I know my parents did that for me. So mm-hmm. I think it's one of the greatest ways I can honor them. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so very much for joining us and telling us the story of your losses and the journey to hope that you are on as you adapt to this world without your parents. Thank you, Jillian. Thanks so much, Maureen. Thank you for listening to the Grief Stories podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Pollard. Please remember that grief is universal, but every person's experience of grief is unique. While our interviews are intended to help listeners feel validation and reassurance, we know that this story might be different from your own. Please visit our website, griefstories.org, for more stories of hope and healing.